0: Did you know that your attitudes towards your belongings is somehow linked to power and privilege? Well, let's listen in as Pastor Stan teaches us about what your belongings reveal about you.
1: Good morning, Westlight. Thank you for uh, allowing me the opportunity to share, and also um, Lori's going to help me here and add her thoughts. Um, today, I wanted to talk about uh, a use of material uh, things. I believe material things point to uh, the issue of power and privilege, and that uh, how we use those material things indicates how we hold power and privilege. Power and privilege is given by God to be either used to bless or be used to oppress. In and of itself, uh, materialist things are not bad or or good. Uh, It's how they're used and how they're held that make uh, what... uh, determines what, whether or not their blessings or curses, you know, uh, my mom, uh, I love her very much. And she's a wonderful woman. Uh, however, she's not perfect. And, uh, part of uh, growing up is she transmitted certain values in me. And, uh, they were not spoken because she's not that kind usually, although she will speak. Uh, I knew, even though she never told me this explicitly, uh, that uh, she didn't want me dating anyone other than Japanese. When I became a Christian, I thought, you know, is that right? Is that, is that really what God has in mind? But I just wanted to use that as an example of how, those values can be transmitted not by uh, necessarily speaking them, but just in getting to be uh, knowing my mom and and picking up her own attitudes and, and things. And words are very important. Like uh, pastor Lori talked about power of the tongue and things, but I believe also with, Behind the power of the tongue is the attitude in which the words were said. And the same thing is true with materialism. So with that, uh, if Lori, you read the passage, our first part of the passage, and then we'll get into James chapter two there.
0: Yeah. James 2, 1 through 7. My brothers and sisters, I know you've heard this before, but stop playing favorites. Do not try to blend the genuine faith of our glorious Lord Jesus, the anointed one with your silly pretentiousness. If an affluent gentleman enters your gathering, wearing the finest clothes and priceless jewelry, don't trip over each other, trying to welcome him. And if a penniless bum crawls in his shabby clothes and the stench fills the room, don't look away or pretend you didn't notice. Offer him a seat up front next to you. If you tell the wealthy man, come sit by me, there's plenty of room, but tell the vagrant, oh, these seats are saved, go over there. Then you'll be judging God's children out of evil motives. My dear brothers and sisters, listen. God has picked the poor of this world to become unfathomably rich in faith and ultimately to inherit the kingdom, which he has pledged to those who love him. By favoring the rich, you have mocked the poor and correct me if I'm wrong, but it isn't the rich who step, but isn't it the rich who step on you while climbing the ladder of success? And isn't it the rich who take advantage of you and drag you into court? Aren't they the ones mocking the noble name of God, the one calling us? Okay, can I just say humanity has not changed that much in the last 2000 yeah. years. <laughs> it's <laughs> like oh my gosh. But I think we all like we all assess and categorize. I think we're all going to tend towards showing favoritism. And like you said, like James isn't saying being rich is wrong, right?
1: Right. Right. And it's uh I believe riches are kind of like uh when we evaluate what we say, it's uh, indicating what is happening inside. And so if the words that are coming out of our mouth or uh, words of uh, judgment or uh, not seeking to edify, but to tear down, then that indicates something in our heart. It's not that we shouldn't use those words. Uh, the, and similarly, that's the same thing with this uh, material things. It's not that the material thing was wrong. I think what the material, our attitude for materialism, the first thing we have to watch is, are we using it in terms of comparison? Because comparison then becomes a means of exerting power. Because if I have more than, than you do, then therefore I'm better and, then, and I feel like I have the uh, opportunity to do things that uh, are oppressive. Then uh, I may build systems and structures that uh, accentuate that ability or that power that I have. Power and privilege is not to be used to oppress people but it's it's meant to be used to help them become everything that God meant them to be mm. and uh, there's something about power and privilege that God uses to be creative rather than destructive and he asks us to be the same to are we using the power and privilege that we have for to be creative or are we being destructive and so Uh, And I think that's basically what uh, this next passage, part of the passage talks about is, is what is the motive for us and uh, what it looks like. So you can read that for us, Lord. Thanks.
0: Remember his call and live by the royal law found in scripture. Love others as you love yourself. You'll be doing very well if you can get this down. But if you show favoritism, paying attention to those who can help you in some way while ignoring those who seem to need all the help, you'll be sinning and condemned by the law. For if a person could keep all the laws and yet break just one, it would be like breaking them all. The same God who said, do not commit adultery also says, do not murder. So if you break either of those com- these commands, you're a lawbreaker, no matter how you will look at it. So live your life in such a way that acknowledges that one day you will be judged, but the law that judges also gives freedom. Although you can't expect to be shown mercy if you refuse to show mercy, but hear this mercy always wins against judgment. Thank God. Okay. (laughs) like. Um, I have, so I I get that love, God's love is generous and it's universal, but I have social gospel PTSD. (laughs) So when I was reading this and condemned by the law and you'll be judged, I went into fight, flight, and freeze mode. And so please unpack this for us. (laughs) Help me understand what I read.
1: The core nature of our spiritual life are... Uh, to me, it's comprised of three values. And people have, have used different terms, acceptance, belonging, and safety. When we have power and privilege as a means rather than an expression of who we are, in other words, we're using power and privilege to kind of define us or to, to make us uh, into something, so that we're meeting these three core needs through that, that we are going to be uh, utilizing something that was meant to be an expression as a motive. This is especially true with, when we look at uh, issues of social justice, like racism, for instance. So if if we evaluate ourselves and say, well, I'm not racist, I'm, you know, doing these things i have friends of different ethnicities i listen to them i have a relationship with them but we're not willing to share money because we we have money as as uh something that well that's mine and, and they did nobody has a right to that and things that to me is like what james is talking about you keep one part of the law but you break the other part when we have those things, not to beat ourselves up over them, mm-hmm. but to really look at, well, am I looking to have those things uh, meet three the three core things? Am I looking to them to bring acceptance? Am I looking them for, for me to bring belonging? Or am I looking for them to be security or safety? Mm-hmm. And if I'm using those things in that way, then we're we've got it mixed up. That's
0: good. So if I'm understanding you correctly, God has given us this gift of power and privilege that um, we have the choice to use to either, I like what you said, bless or oppress. And um, we, um, how we exercise this privilege is really comes from our heart, a reflection of our heart. God's not saying oh you are good or bad but he's inviting us to into this transformation process
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um yeah he's not saying you're bad but it's it's this security his security and um safety um that's just sort of founded in his kindness and in his mercy that he Mm -hmm. wants us to see james is inviting us to see our blind spots so that Mm -hmm. we can be who god created us to be Mm -hmm. and um live out and bless others Mm -hmm. so they can be who god created them to be Mm
1: -hmm.
0: okay that's good Uh, (laughs) so what are some i know you had like three things that will help us to help yeah help us in this process
1: yeah I have three questions or or things to maybe contemplate. First one is, um, as you look at your own heart, list some relationships where there has been a motive other than love and name that motive. Mm -hmm. So by that, I mean, uh, maybe the motive was uh, that we receive acceptance And our motive in the relationship and our actions, we're doing all those good things to get accepted. Love is where we realize that our uh, acceptance, our belonging, our safety, we already have in God. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to look to anybody else to to provide that for us. Uh, In a relationship, whether you have a motive other than love, do you pursue a judgmental or merciful way to bring about transformation? Does this apply to both yourself and others? Uh, which is, again, uh, the, the point that Jane makes, that mercy triumphs over judgment. That when God points these things out, it's not like he's saying, Stan, you got this. And you got you to correct it, or you're doomed to be uh, a worm the rest of your life. It's not that kind of way Mm -hmm. in which uh, he manipulates our feelings. He's going to treat us with respect, Mm -hmm. with the uh, acceptance, and that we're significant or belong, and that we're safe. Mm -hmm. And if we've experienced that with God, then we're able to do that with other people. When we see faults, when we see things that are not right. That we aren't going to be coming at them with judgment and saying you're bad. You got to you got to uh, change here and thing. We're going to come with them with acceptance, and we're going to come with them as seeing that they belong, and we're going to come with them in a safe way. So, and then the last thing is, who are some people who can journey with you as you pursue being the pure and true self God desires you to live in. Uh, which is basically when I say pure and true self, what I'm talking about is uh, not what is normal, but what is natural. We have been given a nature, a person, our image, that is totally from the creator. We're made in God's image. God has told us, no, you're unique. You, You are who you are. And be, and I'm glad, and you can be a blessing to other people. And if they don't accept it, and things part of maybe what you you're called to do is help them to realize they're missing out. I being able to accept those things and be different. Those are the three things.
0: No, those are really those are really good and helpful to to dig into our hearts and help us to see the blind spots. And so, thank you for sharing, Stan, and thank you for being. Um, James, to me in my life, and how you—you how you always remind me that I am loved, I am saved, that God is here with me, and and I, I truly believe that He is with us this morning. So, thank you so much for sharing.
1: Yeah, thank you, Laurie. Appreciate it.